Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. The word cult, should it be used? Should it be used sparingly? We're looking at an article titled, The Religious Term You Should Try to Stop Using. This article was found on the DeseretNews.com website. And of course, the Deseret News is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was posted on May 9th, 2023, and basically it's talking about using this term, which some might draw conclusions that the word probably doesn't mean, and that can be somewhat confusing. We would agree that the word cult is pejorative, and as I've mentioned this week, whenever we have used that word, we often use it only when we have the ability to define what we mean by that term, because that word has been used in a variety of ways. But should we actually stop using this? Is this a word that should no longer be a part of our vocabulary? Well, in this article that was written by Kelsey Dallas, as she says, to be clear, those who discourage use of the term cult still think it's important to report on abusive or otherwise dangerous faith leaders and groups, but they recommend doing so by including thorough, nuanced descriptions of what's happening behind the scenes rather than labels like cult that encourage readers to jump to conclusions. For the most part, Eric, you and I would probably agree with that statement. But as we asked yesterday, well, what are we going to replace this word with? And so we suggested perhaps the word aberration. Well, maybe they're an aberrational group. And as I mentioned, I don't think most Latter-day Saints would be happy if we were to describe their church as an aberrational church. That certainly doesn't sound very flattering, and I don't think I would win their approval by switching to that kind of a name. We ask then, well, if we can't use aberrational, what's a synonym for aberration that maybe we can use? Well, I actually looked up on dictionary.com synonyms for the word aberration. This is what came up. Oddity, peculiarity, quirk, delusion, strangeness. Weirdness. Now, can you imagine us describing the LDS Church using any of those kind of words? I don't think I'm going to win the hearts of Latter-day Saints using those words either. As we mentioned earlier, it is a word that should not be used a lot. It should not be thrown out there constantly, as I said earlier in the week, like the word bigot or racist is thrown out to the point where it really doesn't seem to have any meaning at all. I don't think it's wise to actually get rid of it because historically the word has been somewhat helpful in helping people to immediately realize something is wrong here. And is that so bad that we want people to know that something could be very wrong when it comes to a certain religious group? 
Now, most of the time when they're talking about getting rid of the word cult because it can cause people to jump to conclusions, I find that oftentimes they're usually thinking about physical abuse that can be brought against people in that particular group. And we were discussing earlier, if you missed it, well, what about the spiritual abuse or the spiritual effects that these groups can have on individuals. Why is it that most people don't care about that? Well, if you're secular, I can understand why you wouldn't care at all. We are not secular people, so we are concerned about the spiritual welfare of individuals, including members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's why we do what we do. Kelsey Dallas goes on in her article to mention a man by the name of Bobby Ross Jr. And I might mention that Bobby Ross Jr. has this column called Weekend Plug-In. And he did an article titled, Just Say No, the four-letter word religion writers really want to avoid. As journalist Bobby Ross Jr. pointed out last year, efforts to expel the term cult from the world of journalism have seen mixed success so far. Many journalists have stopped emphasizing the label, but they often still use it to back up other descriptions by, for example, writing that some people would consider a group to be a cult. In that way, the debate over using the term cult reminds me of the ongoing debate over using the term Mormon. After leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced in 2018 that they'd prefer journalists to avoid the labels LDS or Mormons, many journalists began including the full name of the church in stories. However, they often still use phrases like, Latter-day Saints are commonly known as Mormons. Now, I found it interesting that she threw that in, because... When Russell M. Nelson told the people in his church that to use the word Mormon when describing their church, or to even use LDS or Mormonism, should not be used anymore. Because when, for instance, you use the phrase Mormon church, he said that the Savior was offended by that and that Lucifer gets a victory. And as I've mentioned before on this show, that's where I thought Russell M. Nelson crossed the line. I mean, if he doesn't like his church being referred by a nickname that's been a part of this organization almost since it began back in the 1800s, that's one thing. But when you tell people that Jesus is offended when members use that term, that's your opinion. But you see, folks, let's be honest. That's kind of what cult leaders do. They give you their opinion, and it becomes dogma. Nelson had no way of verifying that Jesus is upset, because if he was upset by members using this word, then he's got to be upset at past presidents of the church, such as Gordon B. Hinckley, who had no problem using the word Mormon to describe the people, and even at times used the phrase Mormon church to describe his church. So if Russell M. Nelson is going to say irresponsible things like this, I think he needs to be criticized. But here's what I took away from this. We know, Eric, that when Nelson finally came out and said this, it was around August when it first comes out. And then in October, because it's mentioned again in a general conference message, it now has the validity of orthodoxy. Because conference messages, as we are told, are times when God is speaking through his servants in general conference. So now it has some real legitimacy behind it. Almost overnight, 
members of the church started feigning, and I'm using that word purposely because I think a lot of them were feigning outrage if someone outside of the church, such as ourselves, or even fellow members, slipped and used the word Mormon. A lot of those same people probably had no problem whatsoever with the Meet the Mormon campaign or the movies that talked about the Mormons, and which, by the way, were put out during the time of Thomas Monson, who didn't seem to have a problem with the word Mormon in the title of those films. And all of a sudden now, Mormons are outraged overnight. See, that's what I would consider to be cultish behavior, because that's how they operate. When the leader says something, you do what the leader says. You don't even stop to think about it. But because you feel that this person has all the authority to speak on these issues, you do everything that guy tells you. And overnight, we saw that happen. I don't know if most people saw it the way I did, but it was kind of frightening the way that change happened so suddenly. And still, we find people still act like they're upset when they hear that word. But I often ask the question, were they that upset before August of 2018? I doubt it. I doubt if it bothered them nearly as badly as it seems to bother them now. When I've done public evangelism and we're talking together, uh, Latter-day Saint and myself, and uh, I use the word Mormon, I've had numbers of times where the Latter-day Saint will say, oh, you just said Mormon, you can't say that. And I say, well, I'm not trying to be offensive, but, but it's just natural because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you say that over and over again, and you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It just becomes kind of ridiculous. But I have actually had people, Bill, when I say, well, I I'm sorry you feel that way, but it is a term that helps us to distinguish who you are as a person. It's actually a great branding name. I've had them walk away saying, well, I can't talk to you if you're going to use that term, as if somehow that my use of the term is going to be, they're, they're implicit by allowing me to use it, that they can't be a part of what I'm talking about. I just think that uh, so many Latter-day Saints have never really thought through the ramifications of what Russell M. Nelson did, because all these years, like you say, they had used it. And we have talked about it before in April of 1990, when Russell M. Nelson gave a conference talk saying you shouldn't be using that. And then in the following conference in October of 1990, Gordon B. Hinckley, he, he seemed to make light of what uh, Nelson had said and actually had a talk saying that you could call us a lot worse. So... Why is that leader not so upset? And now all of a sudden, it seems like Russell M. Nelson got his way. I think the answer really is quite simple when you say, Eric, it's because Nelson has complete power now. Back in the 1990s, when he voiced his disapproval of this term, he didn't have complete power. He was just an apostle in the church. And I think that's a good point. And when you take a listen to a general conference talk in the last three to four years, Almost every single conference talk uses a citation from Russell M. Nelson in a way we've never heard before. So it seems like this emphasis on the living prophet has really taken on a new face with the emergence of Russell M. Nelson. And this goes back to the very definition of the word cult, or at least how it's been defined over the years. And of course, we went through some of those points, and I think it's, it's worthy 
it, it's worthy of note that one of the definitions of a cult naturally is a religion regarded as unorthodox or spurious. And we would see that when it comes to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're really the new kid on the block, but at the same time, they claim they're the only kid on the block because they only represent Christianity in its truest form, they would argue. But another point is a, a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work. Now, you might say, well, isn't that what Christians do with Jesus? Well, of course we do, because we believe he's God, and we believe he had the credentials to prove that he is God by his crucifixion on the cross and by his bodily resurrection from the dead. But a great devotion to a person, meaning a, another human being, you bring out this homage that seems to be paid every general conference to Russell M. Nelson. I've mentioned in the past that if people were citing me like that in public meetings, I would be embarrassed by how many times my name is being invoked. I wouldn't like that at all, but Nelson seems to glory in this. He has no problem when other leaders in his church point to great things that they think he said when you look at them, they're really not all that profound to begin with, but they're always citing Russell M. Nelson. Well, that great devotion to a person happens to be one of the definitions of a cult. Now, again, I don't advise using this word all the time. I often say, use it, but sparingly, and make sure if you're going to use it that you're able to explain why you're using that word and how it's being used. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.